Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, September 9th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn. This is my show. We are one of the top 500 podcasts here on the north side of Chicago. We are the People's Podcast. We are the 112th ranked comedy podcast. Thanks to you all the fans in the great nation of Pakistan. Although I saw like a third of Pakistan is covered in water right now due to flooding. That's nuts. I hope the podcast signal is still getting out there to you guys. Hello to Khyber Pass, Karachi, Hyderabad. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? I'm coming to you live from the corner today. You might be saying, well, the corner of what what streets? Where are you? I'll pick you up. I'll give you a ride home. No, the corner of my bedroom. It's kind of a new, I got a new perspective on life. I got a new perspective on the, on the bedroom because I've never sat here before, and I got a new perspective on life. I, to my right, I can see out the window, and I got, I got a whole view of the bedroom here. Uh, just, I don't know. Sometimes you just sit on the couch for too long and you just say, hey, let's look at this a different way. Or when I'm in, uh, and I'm in AP physics and I'm struggling with a problem, I say, hey, let's, let's turn this upside down. Let's take this sine and make it a cosine. Okay, let's, let's, take, a new, let's take a new gander, if we, if we will. I built a bed this morning. I was really, uh, really impressed with myself. And uh, it looks pretty nice. We got some of this, uh, you know, slightly padded uh, fabric going around the sides here and a little headboard. We went from half of a pillow on the bed to like 17 pillows. So things are changing fast here uh, in, uh, in Lakeview. But uh, we are, I'm excited to, to be coming to you. It feels like it's been a while. I think last week we recorded on Wednesday morning or maybe it was even Tuesday morning. I can't even recall. It feels like it's been a long time. Uh, and, and if you listen to it, I know it was a lot. It was 70 minutes of football talk. And I know I like to say this every week, but we're not going that long today. I'm just, uh, I'm tired. I'll tell you what, my, so, so Thursday, yesterday, long day. I, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a normal Thursday for me in the fall, but I also had to lead uh, a recruitment meeting in the morning. I had to present to the entire law faculty in the afternoon, and then I teach a class from 6 to 8.30 uh, on Thursday nights in the fall, uh, which is a continuation of the stuff I was teaching last week. Hey, one down, six to go, and I'm not even, uh, I'm not even there in three weeks i'll be in minneapolis probably do a podcast from the twin cities and so i only got five five left that i'm actually there in person for so almost done but i got the the first paycheck of the season there's like four of them that come through three or four of them uh with the increased pay which is always a always a nice thing hey by the time uh this is a me problem mostly but by the time that the regular taxes come out and then the uh, additional taxes come out to cover for my two other jobs. Uh, and then uh, the, the 403B contributions come out. It's, uh, I'm getting paid like 17 cents a paycheck at this point. But we're making it work. Uh, I'm, I'm you know, just doing my best over here. Um, what I was going to say is 
that was yesterday. So long day. You know, you leave the house. It's 7.30, 7.40 in the morning. You get back. It's like basically 9, 9.15 after you stop at Potbelly for, a, for an avocado and turkey sandwich. And they wake up this morning, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. So I started to unpack the bed a little. Well, first, okay, no, step, take a step back. First, got to hoist the mattress to the other part of the room. You got to remove the wooden slats, get that frame out of there. You got to vacuum. Then you got to start building the new one. So I, I paused halfway. I went and did my workout in the basement, came back up, got the workday started, showered, had the coffee. Shout out to Rachel. She got us some pumpkin cream cold brews from Starbucks. We'll be talking about Starbucks in a hot second here. Um, and then uh, then I went to town on the bed. I will say this was probably the most user-friendly bed building experience I've ever had. I've, I built some beds in my time, okay? Uh, I'm no stranger to bed building. I think my, uh, let's see, the first bed I had to build when I was in grad school, I had a really, oh, this is a good time to mention listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. A really shitty, like classic metal frame with, uh, with wood slats kind of bed. But I don't remember exactly what the problem was, but essentially the wood slats they gave me were too long. And uh, so I had to like, I actually had a roommate who brought, uh, his dad brought a saw, a hand saw one time uh, to our apartment from Wisconsin and I actually went out onto the, the deck in the back and like, it was, I, I felt like Tim the Toolman Taylor doing my sawing. Uh, and I, I fucked it up somehow because I saw some of them too short and the whole thing was just like, sometimes the bed would crash into the floor, sometimes it wouldn't, depends on how much you moved. I just did a really bad job of it. This was like 20 year old Quinn. Uh, not great, 21-year-old, I guess. Um, so I built that bed. That definitely did not make the move with him, with me out to Baltimore. And then I built another one when I was in Baltimore. And then that one didn't make the move with me. And then I built another one in uh, Rogers Park when I got back. So that was three and a half years ago. And uh, so this is bed number four. We still got the wood slats going. But this one has a headboard. It just looks a little bit nicer. And uh, the last thing I'll say before before we move on is we went shopping. Like, uh, you know, the whole online shopping thing, it's all the craze. It has been for 10, 20 years at this point. But I, I'm not someone who's personally like, oh, I got to do online shopping because it's, you know, I'm only going to do it because it's the most convenient thing. Not only is it the most convenient thing, it's also the cheapest thing. We literally went to Bob's Discount Furniture, which I'd never been to, but they got discount in the name, right? Just to see, oh, you know, what are like, what do they have to offer? How do the prices compare? And I swear, like, you could get a bed that looks exactly like the one we bought at, you know, Costco or whatever for two hundred dollars, um, or you could find the exact same thing on Amazon for like two hundred, two fifty. The the beds at like Bob's was we were just walking through the showroom. They're like five hundred, and those like the cheapest ones, more like seven or eight hundred. And so it's just like I can't, I I don't know. Like I know a lot of those types of stores have gone out of business, but there's still a lot of Bob's discount furnitures and Ashley Home Furniture Store, Ashley Home Stores, whatever they're called. I don't know how any of those 
in-person re- retailers exist. I know they have an online presence as well, but um, man, it's just, it's crazy. Not to mention this Bob's we were in quite literally uh, had at least eight to 10 people, salespeople on the floor. We walked in there Sunday afternoon at like 2 p.m. And uh, it, was, it was dead. I mean, there, there were probably five customers in there and twice as many salespeople. It, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the business model. I also don't know anything about business. Last business class I took was uh, microeconomics at uh, Rock Valley College in 2011 or 2012 or whatever. So it's been a while. I'm a little rusty. Uh, before we move on here, a quick shout out. I mentioned this last week, but shout out to uh, my cousin, Hunter Dennison. I was reminded of it because I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi and Coke, and Diet Pepsi and Coke. That would be that would be a crazy hybrid combo. No, it's a uh, it's a wild turkey and Diet Pepsi, a classic, a classic cocktail. But I'm drinking it from my Jack Link's cup, and uh, got to celebrate. Uh, my cousin Hunter and his partner Elaine's wedding last week got a new bag of jerky, which I don't know what happened to it. I haven't seen it. Maybe Rachel threw it out. I have no idea. But I still have half, half the. So they're they're freeze dried ten pound bags, and I got one uh, Memorial Day 2019 at my cousin Jake's wedding. I got one last September a year ago at my brother Walt's wedding, and uh, there's still half of that in our fridge. And now I have a whole new 10-pounder. It's just a lot of jerky. Uh, 10 pounds is a lot of jerky. And I've been gifted 30 pounds of it in the last three and a half years. So that's uh, that's tough. That's just a lot to manage. Anyway, shout out to Hunter. It was good to see uh, good to see family there. Met my arch nemesis, new Steve Johnson, uh, who I've been fantasy football rivals with for the last 12, 11, 12 years now. And just met him in person for the first time ever. So that was pretty neat. And uh, we're not going to talk football on this show, but last night was a beatdown. Los Angeles Rams getting absolutely muffed by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, You might be wondering, 10 minutes into the show, 11 minutes in, hey, what are you talking about today? I'll tell you. And we're going to go through it pretty quickly, but it's going to be a great idea for you all, the listeners, to share with us your ideas. Uh, So the topic for today is the greatest ripoffs. And it, I don't know if it's the greatest ripoffs in America or the world. I forgot the list. I have to pull it back up. They might all be in America. We'll just say the world. It'll be like when they play the World Series, but it's just American teams. I love that. You know, in an ideal world, it's like Little League, right? You take the best American team against the best international team, which is still American-centric. Um, but no, World Series, baseball, dude, that's just America, baby. Here's, here's what I wanted, would want to know. And we probably will never get to figure this out because unlike soccer, baseball teams don't really do friendlies. But if you took the the Los Angeles Dodgers and you pitted them up against the uh, Nagasaki Blue Rays or whatever their name is, would it would it just be like a completely different game and the Dodgers would win by 50 and it just would be embarrassing? Or would it be like, yeah, the Dodgers are probably still going to win, but it might still be, it might like be a competitive game. I think it would be more of the the, the latter because you see a lot of uh, older MLB players going to play in Japan. And uh, I don't, it's not like they all go over there and are like, you know, hitting 60 home runs or something all of a sudden. Like, I think it's, I think it's relatively comparable, right? I think like pitch speed, pitch speeds are pretty similar, um, I'm sure you get obviously just more like sheer talent in, uh, in American baseball, but 
I don't know. I I can't imagine that there's that the drop off is like crazy. So I don't know if anyone else has ever thought about that. But we're going to be talking about greatest ripoffs in America. Uh, but first, it's been way too long, months, since we gave a proper shout out to our uh, our friends, our sponsors of the show. So we're going to do that quickly, and then we're going to jump into our list of of the greatest ripoffs. In America. Okay, so first up, our good friends at Home Pride Oregon. Are you tired of selling? I got the 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 the, the, co- the copy right in front of me. Okay, we're going full throttle. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider. With inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. And don't ask Steve about Cam Akers last night because, oh, baby, it was three carries for zero yards. Uh, again, that's homeprideorgan.com, 541-410-0316, or visit homeprideorgan.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. A quick note on Cam Akers. I was in my, my school league auction draft uh, Wednesday night, and I don't know how much Cam Akers went for, but it's, you know, it's probably between $10 and $15, somewhere in that range, you know, later in the night. And then the whole draft, I'm just sitting there waiting for Daryl Henderson to get nominated because that's the guy I wanted. I quite honestly believe Henderson to be like not only a more talented back, but just like the the primary guy for the Rams. Like I've seen enough Rams games. I watched a lot of them last year. Like Daryl Henderson is the guy you want in that backfield. And then Henderson, I eventually had to nominate him because I only had like two spots left. So I'm like, I got to get my guy. And I think I got him for like two or three bucks. And lo and behold, last night, Akers touches it three times and Henderson touches it like 14 times. So I'm not saying Daryl Henderson is a fantasy god. I just can't believe all the people going for Akers and Henderson not even getting drafted in a lot of leagues. It, obviously, that's all going to change now after last night, but like it's just kind of bizarre to me. Um, and I don't think of... Uh, I don't think that makes me like a fantasy genius. I think that's just like watching Rams games. I don't know, man. Uh, oh, shout out to our good friends of the Samson Q2U series. Guys, here's the thing. Old Testament, New Testament. If you want to do an audio book of that, it's going to take you a while. Here's what you're going to need. You're going to need audio equipment, more specifically a microphone that's reliable. From in the beginning to uh, in the beginning again, right? The opening remarks from uh, the book of Matthew, right? Is that right? Is that how Matthew starts? In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the, the God was good. Or is that John? I don't remember. It would be kind of, you know, poetic symmetry, right? S-Y-M-M-E-T, phone home, R-Y. Um, but something's telling me that that's John. Let's see. Matthew one one. Here's your Bean Town poll question of the week. How does Matthew one one start? Oh, this is such a letdown. So you got this whole okay. So it it is John. Let's look up John one one. We'll come back to Matthew in a second. I promise. Um, but you got Genesis one one is in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right? Something like that. 
so you got John 1, 1, which goes in the beginning was the word and the word was God was with God and the God was good. No, the word was God, something like that. So you want that, you want that sort of poetic symmetry, right? You want that cyclical circular nature, but no, they put the gospel of John fourth in the lineup, right? He's batting cleanup, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So who's, who's big gaff G A F F E was that? Jabbar Gaffney, remember that guy? Was he a wide receiver? Jabbar Gaffney. I promise we're going to finish uh, Matthew here. I think he played for the Patriots. I uh, played college football at Florida, All-American, drafted by the Texans in the 2002 draft. Is that their first ever draft? Had to have been close. Also played for the Patriots, Broncos, Washington, and the Miami Dolphins. Let's see these stats. 444 receptions, 5,690 receiving yards, 24 touchdowns. Nothing special with the touchdowns, but the receiving yards. 5,700 receiving yards. That's a really, uh, that's a really solid NFL career. Good for that guy. Um, Matthew one one. In case you're curious, this is uh, this is how the New Testament starts, right? Uh, you got the Old Testament. It's big. It's historical. The New Testament a lot more efficient. A lot of good Jesus stuff, right to the point. A lot of letters, epistles. Uh, but this is how it starts. What a whimper. Matthew one one. The genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. Okay, this is the genealogy of genus, G, genus Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then they just go through, you know, and, and you know. Moses was the son of Isaac, and Isaac was the son of, uh, you know, Methuselah, and Methuselah was the son of Jared from Subway, yada, yada, yada. Uh, guys, my point that I'm trying to make here is if you're doing an audiobook, you need reliable equipment. That sounds like Samson's music. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. The show always gets 10 times more entertaining when we dig into the Bible stuff. Maybe this should just be a Bible show. Maybe there's room on uh, 700 Club for uh, Winster to have a little segment. I got to call Jerry Falwell Jr. Okay, finally, Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. Uh, But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's a little like Enter Sandman, just different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Northwest Indiana, where Papa's is from, Cook County, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fauxhawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. And just note, if you, if you ever do email cutsbyq at yahoo.com, I don't check it regularly. Once a year, maybe. So I will get back to you. Probably not good for business. Again, that's Cuts. Q-U-T-Z by Q at Yahoo.com. All right, sing it with us because it's been months. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. I got the piano on the other side of the room there. If I was really... Uh, if I was really... Uh, Thinking ahead, I would have pulled out the piano and played the jingle alongside me because it's pretty much like four chords. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty easily or pretty easy. Easily, we needed an adjective. I gave you an adverb. It's a thing with this show. You never really know what's going to happen. Okay, uh, I'm pulling up the list here again. We it took us 20 minutes, but we got there. 
the topic of today's show is the greatest ripoffs in America. So we're just going to go down the list. These are not, this is not a power rankings. This is just a list. Uh, but as we're going through, keep track. Say, hey, I love it. Hey, I hate it. I did that with Rachel earlier. She hated it. That's okay. We'll get her on the show one of these days with a second mic. Uh, oh, she's coming in hot. Oh, she just threw a sheet on the bed. I thought she thought she had something to add. I guess not. Just a sheet. Um, you know what I always wanted to do for my Halloween costume because I only got I didn't get to dress up till I was in college. Um, but I always thought it would be badass to just get the giant sheet and just be an old school ghost. We're talking like 1950s suburbia. You're too poor. Uh, although I guess in the 1950s everyone was rich. Everyone. So you just cut out two holes of a tablecloth, and uh, you just throw them over your head. I think my I think that's easier to pull off when you're like two feet tall, uh, or I guess you could do like a pillowcase, but you have to cut holes for the arms too. I don't know, uh, but just get a giant ass tablecloth, cut two holes out for the eyes, and just be, you know, the mayor of Spooktown, Ghosts Unlimited or something. I don't know, something cool like that. The topic of our show here is the greatest ripoffs in America, and we're going down the line here. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll slightly premeditate on each one, but nothing crazy. Uh, I want this to be uh, I want this to have some zip and pep. I want this to be quick, and I just lost my Wi-Fi, so I don't really know what's going on with that. Number one, Graceland. Uh, Graceland is where Elvis lived. It's in. Tennessee, about 30 seconds north of the Mississippi border, uh, just just south of Memphis. It is crazy expensive. I think it's like $65 or something to visit Graceland, and you're just like there. Elvis isn't even there. He died. And I just, I could just drive by and see it from the road, which I've done, and listen to Elvis on the radio Maybe watch that Elvis movie, although I heard it's three hours long, so probably not. Uh, Graceland, kicking it off. Probably the, the worst thing about Memphis. Uh, next, and uh, I, I, I don't want to go crazy on this because I had a good time there, but I just want to put this out there. The Dole Pineapple Plantation, where we were about two weeks ago. Here's the thing with the Dole Pine- Pineapple Plantation. Uh, parking is tough, but it's free, so that's not the ripoff aspect. You go into the main room, things are really expensive, but I, I mean, they should be, right? Like, this is a huge tourist thing. Uh, I get it. If I owned the pineapple plantation, I would charge the same prices. Uh, food was expensive, but not terrible, unless you want to get that, that banana split, which was, I think, like $33, something like that. It's crazy. Here's the ripoff. There's three additional things that you can pay for, three excursions or activities, if you will. What we went on was the uh, the gardens tour, which I just thought, hey, you know, it's lush, it's Hawaii, it's going to be awesome, right? You're going to see some really cool things. And I think it takes like 20 minutes if you're walking slow to see the whole thing. And there's just a lot of, it, it's not lush, right? It's it, It's not full. Um, there's just some like random trees and bushes kind of scattered throughout. Sometimes they're sign the signage is is good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you know what you're looking at. Sometimes you don't. Uh, the audio tour was really off, and I think that was like eight bucks a person or something like that. So it's not egregious, but it's like 
I, you go to a, a pineapple plantation, Dole name brand, right? Pineapples, bananas, papayas. You think you're going to get some like lush Japanese gardens, right? Maybe some koi, uh, mahi, mahi. You got none of that. That was the least of the ripoffs. And that's the only one we did. Okay. So I'm not sitting here bitching about, oh, I spent my money on this and I spent my money on that. These are just my observations. The Pineapple Express, I think, is like 10, 15 bucks or something a person. The line on a Monday was like an hour long, no shade, no cover. And the, the ride itself, I think, is like two miles for 15 minutes. I can't, like, how, how could you pay that much? That's absurd. And then the Pineapple Maze. There was some sort of something they were advertising saying it was the largest maze in North America or something. I don't know. It did not seem accurate because you see corn mazes that are like 7,000 times the size. I've been to a giant corn maze. I think I was in Wisconsin or something, Um, and I just recall it being huge. I think we were there for like four days Uh, in the corn. It was nuts. So this maze was, I don't know how much, probably another $10. But literally, you're walking down the parking lot towards the kind of main building, and there's, like, clear holes in the fence where you can just, like, easily walk in. So I'm thinking, you know, if I, if honestly, if I was there by myself, I would have just went into the maze just to have fun with it. Um, but uh, didn't end up doing that because it was hot. And uh, those pineapples, turns out, they grow from the ground up. So you're not getting a lot of shade unless you're flick from a bug's life. Randy Newman classic. Okay, next on our list, Disney World. When I said this, Rachel was a little upset. I don't know, ma'am, especially if you've seen those Disney World prices lately. If you want to take your family of four to Disney for like three nights, it's like $5,000 between your hotel, your tickets, if you pay for the speed pass or whatever, and uh, whatever else, staying at Cinderella's Castle. I don't know, whatever you might do at Disney World. Not to mention any sort of rides or anything, like a, like a roller coaster, that's extra. So here's what I do when I go to Disney. I go to the free part, Disney Springs or whatever it's called. I eat uh, peanuts from the ground, and I don't try to take a picture with Mickey because you know they'll try to charge you. And I don't want that. So... Disney World is just everything is monetized. <clears throat> Everything's expensive. Uh, no thanks. Crowded. Not my cup of tea. Uh, our next ripoff. Uh, oh, and I'll mention, if you like it, if you don't like it, because I don't think we finished our thoughts here, you can email us, beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. That's a great thing about this show. We are listener-powered, listener-fueled. We are held accountable. Uh, it's a good time. I think I just looked at our, our, our some of our numbers on SoundCloud alone. We're up to 46,000 plays as a show, which uh, is nothing magnificent for six years. But just, hey, the fact that I've, I have personally churned out, along with the help of the Beanheads and the guests on the show, 46,000 listens in SoundCloud alone, uh, you know, in the last five and a half years, almost six years, I'm pretty proud of that. I feel pretty good about that. So... So a neighbor who in this 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 chair in the corner got a great view. There's a neighbor who just walked down with her groceries wearing a fur coat, and it's uh, 82 degrees outside. So that's a unique choice. 
Uh, okay, next ripoff. Times Square on New Year's Eve. I feel like the, the word's out on this. Like, people know this already. But if you go to Times Square on New Year's Eve, you got to get there at, like, 1 p.m. And then they set it up for whatever reason where you have, like, no access to public bathrooms. None of the stores, no porta-potties. There, obviously, there's a good reason uh, because everyone knows about it and everyone bitches about it. So there's got to be some significant reason that they don't provide that sort of thing. But um, it just sounds terrible. I don't know what most people do. Pee in the street, I guess. Doesn't sound appetizing to me. Times Square in general is a little bit of a ripoff. But I will say, like, last, you know, we went last year um, not to, like, oh, we're in Times Square, like, not to just, like, visit it. But we were in a restaurant overlooking it. Um and it's, you know, I think it's kind of neat for what it is, like the huge bright lights at like 9 p.m. It's dark outside. Like, I think that's kind of neat for a hot second. Um, but like standing out there in five degree weather for 10 hours, excuse me, just so you can hear New York, New York or Old Lang Syne and giving a smooch to your neighbor to look good for the cameras. Excuse me. That's less, uh, less appealing to me. I keep losing Internet. I don't know what the problem is. Good thing we're not trying to live stream this right now, but this is uh, this is rough. Get in on my my Mac is good, my phone is good, but uh, my Dell is my Dell is having a bad day, man. It went into mega slowdown mode very randomly this afternoon, which I'm fortunate because at that point I was pretty much done with the stuff I was trying to do today, and I had done a huge. Uh, Huge data report, huge project this morning where I was like moving between Excel, Word, the internet, all that stuff. Uh, and then it just completely went into slowdown mode, like mega slowdown. I restarted it, didn't fix it. So I said, let's just shut it down. So I shut it down for like an hour and it's knock on wood, doing okay for now. So anyways, we'll see how it goes. But I got it. It's got to stop losing its internet connection. Uh, next up, Mount Rushmore. Not really a financial ripoff, but it's just kind of so far from anything else. You drive off the interstate like 30 miles. And we've talked about South Dakota a little bit, not only in our state ranking, but we did a crazy horse show back in like June or whatever, or July maybe. Uh, Mount Rushmore, like crazy horse, completely unfinished, no plans of ever finishing it, completely removed from anything else in civilization and society. You drive up there. If it's cloudy, you can't even see it. It's hard to get a view from behind the trees. Guys, you're better off watching National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. I think they finish and they, like, come out from behind, you know, uh, Cedric uh, Cedric Wilson. That's not his name. Ced, what, who, uh, Warren Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. They come out from behind Woodrow Wilson's ear, and uh, you get a nice panoramic vista. That's all you need, okay? Uh, you don't need to actually go there. It's terrible go see the badlands instead and look at some painted rocks okay uh next up we're about halfway through here airport food they sure make it expensive and the thing with airport food is i wouldn't be so peeved about it if you got it back and it was like oh you know what i spent ten dollars on this but it's actually pretty tasty airport food is always the lowest of low qualities apparently the rick bayless Fresca restaurant or whatever it's called, Branzino Express in O'Hare isn't the top 
you know, three Michelin stars uh, destination for all the Hell's Kitchen MasterChef winners like I assumed it would have been. Um, it just, the McDonald's you get, low quality. You know, the only thing I really get at O'Hare these days, and it's been three years, but that I really am like, oh, this was worth it, was the Great American Bagelry, or Bageler, or Bagel, whatever it's called. I don't know. <sighs> but it's pretty tasty. They always load on the cream cheese. I think it's Terminal 2. It's good stuff. It's quality. Um, next up, Starbucks, just in general. Um I mean, what is the Grande Pumpkin Spice Latte this year? $6? And then they're going to do the thing where they flip over the iPad and like, do you want a tip? And your options are like $5, $10, or $2,000. Um, doesn't seem ethical, but they do it anyways. That's how they get you. Uh, next up, uh, we got what, three left here, four left here. Uh, this is actually, some of these have been kind of like silly, but honestly grounded in reality for me this one is 100 percent true and i don't do any of this stuff anymore not that i ever did uh microtransactions so those games where any any sort of video game which is pretty much the model these days but ea uh, electronic arts is specifically notorious for this uh but basically you get you get your game you're having fun you're playing it but then you know you get 30 seconds in and it's like oh if you want to really play the game or upgrade or have fun or like be competitive you got to pay 99 cents for this two dollars for that um, and it's just when I was a kid that, that wasn't like my microtransactions in that way didn't exist. And so maybe it's just cause I'm not used to it. But, uh, when I was a kid, you, you paid 50 bucks for a game. It was awesome. You played the hell out of it. You didn't have to spend any more money. Um, so I understand the business model aspect of it, but, uh, just not interested. I think the, I think a big uh, culprit of this was the EA battlefront games. I think they made two of them. Um, not the uh, not the original ones, but the the newer ones um, for like PlayStation and stuff. And just, I mean, I I've never owned them, so I can't speak too much to it. But uh, it seems seems like, hey, if you want this cool lightsaber or this clone trooper armor, or if you want to unlock Dagobah, D A J D A J D O J D A G O B A H, a lot of letters. Just put in your credit card information, and we'll take care of the rest. So, pretty spooky. Ooh, there's this really uh, lush golden retriever coming back for a walk outside. This is a great view. You can see everything from out here. Uh, let's see. We got three left here. Oh, this is something I've never experienced because I don't eat it, but I've heard the, heard the tales, and I've heard people avoiding it, and I get it. There are these all-you-can-eat sushi places where they'll bring out a roll, you eat it. They bring out the next roll, you eat it. You're on your third roll. If you don't eat the whole thing, you pay a certain amount for each piece that's left. And here's the thing. Like, we could get into it and explain it, like, here's why they do it, that sort of thing. I don't care. BS. It's all you can eat, okay? We need to factor this into the prices. So I don't know if you want to charge more I don't know how you want to do it, but this is America. So when you say all you can eat, I'm going to pay you 20 bucks. I'm going to eat whatever I want, and then I'm going to leave. And you're not going to charge me any more than that, okay? I've heard, of, I've had friends tell me stories like this where it's like, yeah, I got the fourth roll. I was so stuffed halfway. 
that I stuffed it in, stuffed it in my purse, went into the bathroom, flushed it down the toilet, went back out and left. And all you can really say about that is that's unnecessary. Like, where are we at as a country if we have to do that? It just seems something something's missing, something's off somehow, uh, and we got to do something about it. So I don't, I've never experienced that. I've never been to a place like that, but I know there's people out there that are suffering and, uh, I'm going to stand up for those guys. Okay. Cause this is a podcast by the people and for the people. And that's what Beantown's all about here. I don't even like sushi, but it doesn't matter because I come out here every day on the show and, uh, I stand up for you guys. You're welcome. Uh, we got two left here. Uh, new cars. I've never bought a new car before. I've never bought a used car before. I don't even think I bought a Hot Wheels before. But here's the thing with a car. It is the quintessential example of a depreciating investment. You buy it, and every day you own it, every day you drive it, it becomes worth less and less and less until it blows up or the transmission goes out or whatever, and it's worth $0. That's how cars work. Um, why would you ever buy a new car? Now, I'm not coming out, I'm not saying go get the, you know, the Ford Bronco from 1972 with 300,000 miles on it that can barely make it out the driveway, but you got to find a balance. Don't pay all that money for a new car. You're blowing your money. Go find a nice Japanese car that's 5, 10 years old, 75,000 miles on it. You get another 100,000 out of it. You're only paying a quarter what you pay for the new one, okay? Let's be real here. Last thing, and it's appropriate we end with this one. I Here's the thing. I could have kept going on and on and on with this list. I just came up with this in five minutes earlier while I was working. Uh, so I want to hear what your thoughts are. What do you think are the biggest ripoffs? Go ahead and send us that email. You can also tweet at us. I am at White Buns with a Z. The show is at Beantown Cast. Uh, the final biggest ripoff in America is dying. I think we've talked about this before on the show maybe a year ago. Uh, dying is one of the most expensive things you do in life. It's absurd. I had this thought because I was driving down like Alabama this year or last year. I don't really remember. There's a billboard and it was like, cremation starting at $1,000. And I thought to myself, look, for most people, by the time you get to the end of your life, $1,000 is like, okay, whatever. But that's the cheap of cheap ends. You know how much funeral homes are and director, funeral directors and caskets, a bedazzled casket. Uh, when I die, I quite literally want the most easy legal way, uh, whatever is the cheapest. If that means Driving me out in the middle of the night, I guess we can get rid of the legal option. Drive me out into the middle of the night and tossing me in the Chicago River or something. Dude, I'm all for it. You can you can get a fake, you can get a plastic casket, you can, you know, have a cool thing at a you know, I it, don't go to a funeral home. Those things are money pits. Go to like the park district, a, a gazebo or something, one of those like Southside parks that are beautiful but no one ever goes to. Go to one of those, get a plastic casket from, uh, I don't know, Circuit City, and just 
Order some, uh, I was going to say, like, order Portillo's. No, just go to, like, uh, Jewel's kind of expensive. Go to, like, Walmart Grocery and uh, just get something like that. A, a nice platter. Sandwich platter, cookies, and crystal light. And have a nice time and play some music. And that will be how I die. And you'll save so much money. And we can spend the extra money on college funds or... Um, Syrian refugees. So that's how I want to go. That's officially legally blind, blind, blinding, uh, notarized, and in my will. So the only holdup is Circuit City's probably not in business anymore. Guys, that was my list of the biggest ripoffs in America. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, most importantly, I just want someone to talk to. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I've talked too much. Too much talking. We're going to end this now. I got to go to Jewel. I got to get stuff for supper and deal with all the Cubs fans because the game is just ending now because they started at 3 p.m. for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't make the rules. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Fun show. Nice and tight. 42 minutes plus. That's where I want to be. Uh, thank everyone uh, for, for tuning in and for supporting the show. As always, we're coming up on our 250th episode. I think that's going to happen in like late October or something like that. So something to look forward to. And we might even do a couple of, uh, of, of shows on the road here. I mean, I don't maybe one or two, but just some of the places I'll be in the next two months. Uh, Kansas City. Uh, gosh, that's just this upcoming week. Yikes, it's coming up. Uh, Toronto. Uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Champaign, Illinois, Minneapolis, Minnesota, all over Dallas. Not actually. It's just the Avery Johnson quote. Madison, New York City, Boston, New York again. Just I'm all over town and then some. Probably some other places I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, Quad Cities virtually. So that's pretty good. That's what I got for you, everyone. Let's cue up some outro music. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay sane. Happy fall. Go Vikings. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.